Welcome to The Music Buzz, the podcast where we talk music, pop culture, and current events while we get a good buzz. We're your hosts, Justine Avila and Lauren Brumley. What up, fam? Welcome back to The Music Buzz. I'm Lo. I'm Justine. And together we are JLo. And we are back. And we're back. Um, so it's like been a minute. I feel like a lot has happened since our last episode, and we have a lot to catch up on. We've been busy bees. Super busy. There was a lot of summer travel involved. Yeah. I, f- I feel like we've had a really strong summer travel game. First, I went to Italy and Greece, and then Justine went like bebopping around all over Italy. I did. I don't know if it was bebopping, but it was for a <laughs> wedding. I mean, you were bebopping. You went to you went to different cool spots. Oh, yeah. The trendy spots. Hung out with my boy, George Clooney. Ugh, honestly, he is still such a babe. Well, we'll get into it, but I do have a funny story about him. Okay, I can't wait to hear it. Um, Should we like just jump right into our current events? I mean, I feel like we've missed so much, but like right now there's like three kind of big things that are like top of mind. And the biggest being of what, what would be the biggest one out of those? Lizzo. Okay. Okay. Wait. There's so much to say. There's so much to unpack, mainly that we were like, oh, like Lizzo is like up and coming. Yeah. Lizzo is now mainstream AF, as the kids say. Honestly, just like every woman in general, like of all colors, shapes, and sizes, and men too at this point, know every single word to every single Lizzo song. Like she went from being somebody that no one knew to being a household name, even as like, nuts as her lyrics are like i didn't i didn't see her being that artist that like everyone is singing every single word to you know what yeah. i mean it's kind of well, risque i feel like she like kind of breaks the stereotype with it and that's why everyone loves it like it is 2019 you do you boo and lizzo <laughs> is like straight up that anthem oh she is just like truth hurts you know yeah it is it what does. it is i'm doing what i'm doing she I'm 100% is 100 that b yes like she's just kind of like that positivity, self-love, like you can be any kind of, like you can have any body type, you can love who you love, like do your thing and it's cool. Like you should rock it and feel proud of it. And it's kind of, it's great. I'm into it. I'm really happy about it. But it's like, it's crazy how quickly it's gone yeah. from zero to a hundred. Yeah, totally. Totally. Like I remember, I think it was you that told me to check her out, like before she released really anything. Uh, and it was I like on Instagram. And I yeah. was like, oh, she's great. I think a big catalyst of her becoming as big as she is was that placement in that Netflix movie, which I think we talked about on our last episode, actually. Um, Someone Great. I think that's the movie. And there's a scene where the two main girls are dancing in the kitchen to, I think it's Truth Hurts. And after that movie, everyone was like, what is this song? Everyone was yeah. shazamming it, trying to figure well, it out. To add on to that, right, now she's, like, elevated that movie status because she's in that new Hustlers movie or whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. With Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. Like, just working her stuff. Oh, she's getting great placements. And honestly, her songs are, you have to edit them for sure, but, like, they're great for placement in TV and movies because it's just, it's upbeat, it's fun, it's lyrics that people remember. It's, like, it's caught on now, so now the shows are selling out, too, and everything like that. Oh, I mean, her tour has got to be wild. I've been seeing people's Instagram stories from, like, other cities that she's been in, and it looks super lit. Well, we talked about it when she had the show here in Nashville because, like, I had serious, serious FOMO, and it 
a couple people that I know went said it was like the best dance party of their life. Because that was like, in like May. Yeah, and it was at Cannery, which is super small. Yeah, people were just like getting down. Didn't matter who you are, what you looked like. It was just like dancing for an hour and a half. Straight. Yeah, everyone was bonding over the joy of Lizzo. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she has like her whole shtick is that she plays the flute and like twerks, and I just couldn't think of anything more magical <laughs> than that. She really is goals. I think there's a Twitter account. It's like Lizzo's flute, you know? Oh my God. I love it. I love it. And we're going to see her soon. Soon. She's playing the Ryman, which may be a little weird trying to get down in a pew. Right. At church. Trust but me, we will do it. Well, I'm, all of it Nashville will, will do it. Yeah. They will be packed in that room. Oh, absolutely. And we will be, we will be dancing our lives away. Oh, Honestly, for sure. I, when I went to Carly Rae Jepsen, I was a little nervous about how that was going to go because it's also upbeat like dance songs. Everyone was just standing and dancing the whole time and it was fine. Yeah. So I feel like it's definitely going to be like that, but it's going to be 20 Lit. times more yeah. wild. I can't wait. I can't wait either. I think it's on a Monday too. Like Ooh, turn it, it up is. on a Monday. Yeah. Sorry. I might be uh, working from home on that Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Need to call in for that. For sure. It's going to be wild. But I also, did you see her um, tiny desk? No. You have got to watch it. She is incredible. Even Wait, no, I lied. You sent it to me. Okay. And I did watch. I didn't watch the full thing. I watched half of it. Okay. The end is like the best part, but like her voice sounds so incredible live and stripped down, which just makes me like her even more. Yeah. And she's so funny, which I think you could probably guess from her lyrics, but yeah. she just is so witty and quick. And she was just like bouncing back and forth with the people in the, the office for the tiny desk. And at the very end, she was like, even if you don't know this song, like these are the lyrics, you're all going to sing it. If I don't see every single one of you singing it, you're in trouble. <laughs> and it was awesome. It was really cool. That's awesome. She was like, even the babies, like. <laughs> That's amazing. I feel like she's just positive vibes all around. She is. Yeah. And I feel like every interview I see with her, she's just always like throwing out one-liners. You're like, oh, this is my new life mantra. Right. Yeah, yeah, She yeah. just. She's amazing. And she's somebody who's been working really hard for a long time, just hasn't like broken her way through. So it's like not like she just came on the scene. Yeah. She's I been mean, working at it for a long time. I feel like hardly anyone just comes on the scene. Like they uh, they worked at yeah. it. Who? Who? I mean, like the younger, the younger people that just like, you know, show up and have success. Like the Sean Mendezes of I you knew know. you were gonna say him, but like he was in his bedroom writing music for a while. Okay, in your bedroom writing music for a while doesn't mean you've been on the scene. <laughs> Different scenes, Lauren. He Different was on scene. Vine. Exactly. He was on that Vine scene. Um, Speaking of Shawn Mendes, though, what do you think about this Shawn Mendes, Camilla? I knew Cabello? you were going to ask that, too. Ooh. That kiss. Whoa. Well, are you talking about the, like, the kiss that they got photographed of or the, like, the, like, play kiss that they did on instagram to make fun of themselves oh my gosh that instagram was wild i feel like one it kind of broke the internet it That's did like all i heard about but it was like definitely like a dog licking someone's <laughs> face it was gross vibe. but i also couldn't look away you know what i mean yeah. i was like this is weird but like i'm also enjoying it i think <laughs> <laughs> like am i enjoying this right. i don't know um, do you follow the Instagram account comments by celebs? No. Oh, you've got to. Do I need to? Yeah. So basically they just screenshot celebrities' comments on other celebrities' photos and they're all so funny. And so for that <laughs> that photo or that video when they posted that, it was gold for them because every celebrity commented on it. Like Diplo, Justin Bieber, like everybody commented on it with really funny stuff and it was enjoyable to read. So highly recommend as an Instagram follow. Oh my God. That's also celebs. a genius account to make. I know. Like, it's so simple, but yeah. it's like, Necessary. So golden. It's necessary. Yes. 
Yeah. It's also, it always like shows me what celebrities are friends with other celebrities too. Right. Which is yeah, always yeah, interesting. Yeah. I'm like, oh, how did these new, oh, these two know each other? You're doing that. Yeah. Speaking of celebrities and one that has been in the news a ton. Lover. Our girl T Swift. So in the midst of our travels, I would say, um, Taylor finally released Lover. Two lovers came out. Two, yeah. I mean, Lover Square. It's really important to note that um, Taylor <laughs> For Swift's Lauren's album. sake. Yeah. Taylor Swift's album, Lover, was not the only amazing album titled Lover that came out on August 25th. Yeah. So um, let's just not forget that. But Noah Gunderson's, well, yeah. And we kind of talked about this before mm-hmm. August 25th, before the albums came out. But now that we've listened to both, I feel like we just need to update our thoughts because I actually really enjoyed both both albums. I know that you have maybe some differing thoughts on that. No, I mean, I like them both. I I think like we're in a group chat with friends and like my initial thought and I guess it's like Taylor's strategy is the album never sounds like the two singles she releases. Right. That's why like when everyone's freaking out after the singles, I'm like, just give it time. Like it's not, this is not going to be all the album is. Right. And Jack Antonoff is the man. And like, I love the Cruel Summer one with him and St. Oh, Vincent. I'm like, song. you can tell St. Vincent's on this track. It's like dope AF. That's that's one of my favorites yeah. from the album. But my second favorite is False God. I can't it, get over it. Uh, it reminds me of another song and I can't place it. It's and, like a Bonnie Vare track, weirdly. Yeah, like if he with the, like, the weird... Became uh, Taylor. It's like a synth drum that's in there, right? Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. boop, boop, whatever. Yeah, that was it's accurate. A bop. It it's a really bop. sexy song, which I feel like is different for her. I also like the man. I think it's I catchy. Do too. I yeah. think it's super catchy. You know, and it's one of those songs that could have been so cheesy, and maybe like in its own way is a little cheesy, but like they went in an interesting place with the message, and it's catchy. Yeah, and so people like it, right? Including totally. myself, I think it's good. Yeah, I'm into. But it. I mean, in addition to that, right? She just announced this week, this past week. Yeah. Loverfest, East and West Coast, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, and then, well, I mean, even in a grander scope, just released a list of festival dates right? for but, her, like, first portion of the tour. And she was like, she's in the places a- where we don't have festivals, we created one, which mm-hmm. means there's one on the East Coast and one on the West Coast of the USA. And I don't know. I'm just very curious to see what that means. Like, is that going to be a lineup of a bunch of different artists or is it just her performing and it's called a festival because there's going to be like other interactive stuff there? Like, I I I, need more details. I feel like it's going to be like maybe a Taylor Swift curated festival. And she has With other artists, you mean? Yeah, that she handpicks. I wouldn't be surprised if Bleachers, St. Vincent, like all of those folks weren't Heim. Yeah. Like, we're all on it. That's kind of lit, honestly. I'm trying to go. Are you trying to go? Are you trying to go to that East Coast date? I'm probably not rich enough to be able to afford a ticket. Right. Because it's going to be insane. But still, you know, but trying I to would. go. Yeah. You're putting it out in the universe. Yeah. Um, okay, wait. Did I tell you my idea, though, of no. what I think Taylor should do? No, hit me. Okay. She has the festivals, right? East Coast and West Coast. Then she re-records her catalog. Yeah. To release in 2020. We Which she said she's doing. Yep. Yeah. Did we talk about this? I don't think no. we did. Okay. Then she announces. Well, we, we speculated that she might. Which yeah. now. But I'm saying she's doing like it. she yeah. should do that. And then announce uh, arena shows in cities across the U.S. 
that are album specific. So like Nashville, you're getting Fearless. Chicago, you get the Red album. And then she does like Speak Now. And then like the to make the show long enough, it's the Lover album. The song's interspersed there. Mm. But she picks like a Taylor Swift album for every city. So then that way she's also boosting her own catalog that she just re-released. Boosting her own catalog and honestly probably selling more tickets because if I am the biggest fan of the Red album and she's playing Fearless in Nashville, I'll go to Atlanta to see the Red album show and the Nashville one. Exactly. Like what if you love both? Yeah. Then you can just go. Like that's my idea. But also, I mean, going back to the lover fest i another thought that i had which she might do is if she were to have like a festival of just her performing all day it'd be like this set is fearless this set is yeah. red. this set yeah, is 1989 yeah. and just kind of like play all day that would be fully exhausting for her but it's like two days and then right. you know who knows what in between but it'd be interesting it'll definitely be interesting i'm interested to see. to see to see what happens there i mean obviously we are not a Taylor Swift fan podcast, even though we talk about her a lot, but like I am interested to see. And it's like, she's such a big artist right now. It's hard to not talk about her. You know yeah, what I mean? It's hard to not see her. It's hard to avoid her, truly. Yes. Not that we're trying to necessarily, right. but. <laughs> well, so speaking of ticketing, um, last night, I think it was, the Black Keys played in LA and turned people away. So did you hear about this? No. So on the secondary ticketing sites, like, you know, you can buy a ticket on StubHub. Yeah. They were turning all secondary tickets away. So even if it was a legit ticket that got purchased, that fan couldn't enter. And they got all of this backlash for it because it was real fans trying to go. And um, do we think that they started doing that because they had problems with scalping? Yeah, I think so. But then like, I don't know that it was thought through like, oh, what if it's a legit fan? Like right. the article featured a mom and her two sons that were like 14 and nine and the Black Keys so were their sad. favorite band and they like drove, it was a huge long story. Obviously yeah. it was like a media story, but um, they drove in and whatever and paid like $800 for those three tickets Ooh. and mm-hmm. were turned away at the door. Like that, When it's like a legit ticket that they bought. Correct. But there's really no way to filter out what's legit and what's not. I mean, but you can. Like, the ticket either scans or it doesn't. Like, that's well, right, what StubHub is, right? I guess, but you can't, it's hard to tell. Like, you can't sort out a scalper from a normal person that just couldn't go to the show and is selling their ticket for face value because you don't know what that ticket was sold for. So, like, you can't really narrow know, it down. but, like, I don't think they made it very clear to fans yeah. buying tickets. Like, hey, we're only accepting, like, Ticketmaster tickets. We're yeah. not accepting them, like, on third-party sites. yeah. And, like, that sucks because sometimes it is a legitimate ticket. Yeah. And, like, I think we discussed this on another episode. Eric Church is, like, very, very notorious for this. But, like, him and his team will cancel ticket orders. Like, they go through each show and they'll see something where it's, like, I don't know, 25 tickets in one purchase. They'll just cancel that buyer's order. Yeah. And put the tickets back out. You know what I mean? And then they, like, blacklist folks that, like, continually do it at a bunch of shows. Right. And that's one way to combat it. But you can't – I don't think you can make, like, a blanket policy because that then you, that, like, screws over your real fans. That a may, blanket policy that you can't buy third-party tickets? Yeah. Mm. You know? And, I mean, like, 
I guess you could do it if you just went through Ticketmaster, but you need to make that abundantly clear. But here's the thing. Even if you resell through Ticketmaster, you can choose your ticket price. So you're basically still scalping. That's it's, correct. It's, yeah. I don't understand and how that's fine. Ticketmaster is making double the money because they get another fee again right. on the resell ticket. Like how is that fine? But right. like selling it on StubHub's not fine. I mean, I feel like we could make a full episode about secondary ticketing, but... It stresses me out. Yeah, it's not It's not good. It's just not cool. Like, just stop doing that. Well... You know what I mean? To tie this back... Don't be a jerk. Yeah. And what reminded me of that, right, with us talking about Taylor, was that, like, I guess when she released those dates, it was like, okay, you can register to be a verified fan through Ticketmaster, so they, like, verify your account when you purchase. But also, if you've been to other Taylor shows, you rank higher. So you can get like the oh, option yeah, yeah. of buying and like there's some, I don't know if this is like legit or not, right? They said there's like an algorithm to figure out if you've purchased Taylor music, Taylor merch or whatever, whatever, yeah. so that you can get ranked higher mm-hmm. to buy a ticket to the festival dates. Yeah. So. But also like if you get ranked higher, for example, for buying tickets to other shows, that would make me think you're more of a scalper. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. like, oh, you're just going to, you know that this right. artist's tickets but, are going to sell like hotcakes but, either way. So you just buy to any show you can get. Right. And then. But hopefully it's like including merch too. Cause yeah. usually scalpers aren't like doing, unless it's like Travis Scott merch, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Taylor merch is very abundant, except right. now she's doing drops, which we can get into at another time. But yeah. like with Stella McCartney, it's like, what? The Stella McCartney stuff is kind of weird. I had high yeah. hopes for it. Cause like Stella McCartney is awesome. chic as hell, but it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's, it's a little unique. At that's, best. Yeah, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Um. But anyway, that's what like the whole ticketing thing reminded me of. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, this will be interesting. And I think we discussed it too, which was like Ticketmaster is coming out with those new tickets that they do with NFL teams and the barcode changes every eight seconds. So you have to legitimately transfer the ticket to someone for them to be able to enter because you can't screenshot it and send it. Yeah, which is, that's smart. Yeah. Then, like, what if you need to get rid of your ticket last minute and you just, like, can't go? Then you're screwed, you yeah. know? I mean, unless... But I think, they're just, I think they're just trying anything at this point, and they're trying to see what long-term is going to work, which is why they started the verified fan yeah. thing, and, you know. But in the Bob Lefsitz email this morning, he brought up a good point. He thinks that, like, ticket scalping now will turn into, like, because everyone has a smartphone that mm-hmm. can essentially afford to go to concerts for the most part that it'll turn into like burner smartphones that like have the ticket downloaded oh. and they're just like here and it put it on there. Like technically you don't even need a smartphone. You just need like a device right? that has the app. That's interesting. Yeah, that would be crazy. Yeah. So in our personal current events, we have a stacked show lineup for the fall and I'm really excited. Yeah, it's like really, really good. I know, and we haven't been to, I feel like, as many shows as usual this year so far. Well, summer was, like, unique this summer, right? Like, <laughs> I just, I I honestly don't think there were as many, like, massive shows that I went to because I think yeah. of, like, outdoor amphitheaters. Yeah. And I just didn't go to that many. Yeah, we went to a couple, but, Yeah, I mean, there was Jimmy World in there. Yeah. Uh, and Third Eye Blind. And Third Eye Blind. Right? There was Anderson Pack. Yeah, which um, was great. That was a great show. Yeah. Well, he's just great. He's he's awesome. Um, yeah, I agree. There just hasn't been that many ones that we couldn't miss this year so far. Right. And we but, just had Americana Fest. Right. And 
I went to like one or one or two shows and that was it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see any. I feel guilty yeah. about that, but it's also like, I feel like a lot of the Americana Fest artists, we have the ability to see so often because they're in Nashville a lot. Yeah. So it's a little less like, oh, we've got to get tickets to go see these people. Right. right while they're right. in town. Right. Um, But the ones that we do have booked for the fall, I'm so looking forward to. Like we said, we have Lizzo, which mm-hmm. is going to be so much fun. Uh, we also have Julia Michaels. Oh, so good. Who I've never seen live. You ha- Have you? Nope. Yeah. I'm no, really wait. looking forward to that. She... Have you? Did she open for Maroon 5? No. Oh. Did she? She did on a tour. I don't know if it was... Was it the British show here? Date? You know what? Now you got me thinking. I think it was. But we didn't see her. I don't know that we arrived in time. Yeah. Right? Oh my gosh. Now I'm trying to remember if we missed her and I well, that like, was the about crazy that, night. It was around this time last year right. because pilgrimage got canceled. Yep. So we went to Maroon Five and then Brandy Carlisle had a pop up show at City Winery. Yeah. So we ran from Bridgestone to in City the rain. Winery in the rain. I left my rain jacket inside Bridgestone. Yeah. And almost got like attacked by security because I tried to run back in and get it and they wouldn't let me. <laughs> so I was like, whatever, forget it. R.I.P. that raincoat was great yeah. coat. Well, it was from Zara. You win some, you lose some. You win some, you lose some. We got to see Brandy Carlisle. But I'm really looking forward to that show. She released her, um, circling back to Julia Michaels, she released her part two of her inner monologues, Mm -hmm. I guess EP is what it would be. And it's so good. I I still like the part one better. I I do too. But part two was really good. The song Body. Ooh. No, I think that was my favorite one on part two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And shouldn't have said it. I really like too. But she's just going to put on a fun show. I follow her on Instagram, and she's always posting videos. Um, Was Priest videos. on that? Priest, I think, is on part two. Yeah. Part two. Yeah, I yeah. liked Priest, I think. Me too. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she just has a lot of energy, and her songs are just good. Like, I, mean, I feel like I she's goofy. Yes. Like, yeah. Very she's goofy, fun. so it'll be fun. Yeah. That'll be a good one. We're going to see Noah Gunderson. Noah, your fave. Circling back. I mean. Lauren stands for no I'm one sorry. except Noah Gunderson. Except Noah. It's true. It's true. I can't help it. He's just so good. And his album, Lover, fulfilled <laughs> all of my dreams. More so truly. than Taylor's Lover? They're just very different. Like, Taylor's is just upbeat and mostly just positive and fun-loving stuff. Mm-hmm. Noah's is deep. Yeah, and no, it's... very introspective and, like... It's almost dark. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely dark. Yeah. And I love that. And it's just all the lyrics are... It, once you listen to them many times, you're like, oh, crap. You, like, pick up on things you didn't even pick As up on. As one does. I mean, I can't stop. It's really good. Um, But that show's going to be great. I've missed him, I think, the last two years that he's been in Nashville. Yeah. Just because I've been well, out of town or last whatever. Last time I saw him, I saw him with you at High Watt for the oh. Cause of Scene show. Oh, that's right. Oh, no, wasn't it High Watt? It was at um that private event space at Cannery. Oh, I thought upstairs. that was High Watt. No, so High Watt is, like, the tiny venue. Oh, the smaller one. Got it. Okay, never mind. And then I forget, the one upstairs is called like one at Camry oh, Row or something like that. Uh, I've been uh, calling that room high watt, I think, for a very long time. Well, that's okay. You know, you, <laughs> yeah, I messed that but up. The thing, like no one ever goes to that private event space, so like yeah. no one really would know. It was awkward because it was like quiet. Oh, it was, it was so quiet. Yeah, which that's why I'm excited to see him at this show too because his full band shows, he's so inspired by like metal music and like, harder music to where like that's kind of he incorporates that in his live show and it's like very heavy and dark and i really like that it's gonna be a good show it will be a good show i'm excited me too um what else do we have 
We have, hopefully we're going to go see Sasha Sloan. Yes. Who I am just loving right, right, like right now. Well, and I learned about her from you and now I can't stop listening to Faking It and Thoughts. Uh, just both of those songs are so incredible. Good. Older, it's another great one. She's just an amazing songwriter and she does really smart pop music, you know? Yeah. Like it's not, it's just like well thought out and it's about real stuff. It's not just like the cheesy you know, fun loving stuff, which like there's nothing wrong with that either, but it's nice to have like deep subject matter and right. she's just interesting and cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that would be a fun show for sure. Um, What do you, we also have tickets to see Joseph. Joseph. What do you think about their new album? I like it. I don't love it as yeah. much as I love the first album. Me too. I think it's just like they're in a different place in their lives. And I do like like the title track good luck kid yeah um but i listened to it and i was like okay this is really good i just remember loving loving the first one yeah and and like immediately loving it yeah this one i feel like the more time i spend with it the more i will like it and appreciate it it there were only a handful of songs that really jumped out to me as ones i wanted to listen to again you know right, what i mean right. yeah um but i just love them as humans they're amazing live regardless like they're Oh, yeah. Harmonies and uh, they're just- Just amazing. their energy too because yeah. they're sisters. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So they're amazing. That'll be a great show. And hopefully that album grows on me. I don't know. We'll see. So, okay, this is not on the list, but I really want to go because I've never gone. I want to go to the um, Vince Gill and Amy Grant at the Ryman. Ooh, all right. For a holiday show. Love that. I've never seen it. Have you? No, I haven't. Yeah. It's like a very Nashville thing to do. They play yeah. like 10 nights and they just sell it out every single time. Yeah. And they literally do it every single year. Yeah. It's, it's without crazy. fail. And it's booked like in February for the right. next Christmas. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just because they know people are going to go. It's a thing. It's a staple. It is. Yeah. I've Nashville never been. But, staple. But they're like such legends. It's like, you know, yeah. that would be good. Right. Because we both have been on international travels this summer. It's gotten me thinking, and I don't know about you, but like it's gotten me thinking a lot about like the way that people in other countries consume music differently than us. Mm -hmm. And so before I went to Italy, I was trying to troll the Spotify top, like top 50 songs in Italy. Cause you can look at the top charts for other countries too. Oh my God, I did that too on did you? Spotify, oh God, right? Look at on us. the We're country freaks. charts. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. I yeah. did. I wanted to see who, like who they were listening to. Yeah. And it was kind of crazy because I, I was trying to find new music to listen to, especially like Italian music I was hoping to find. I was like, maybe I'll find like a cool Italian pop artist that like will be my new favorite, you know, and I'll feel cultured as hell, like singing in Italian. But there really isn't a lot of it mm -mm. because they listen to a lot of American music, first mm -hmm. of all. And anything that's not American, they actually listen to a lot of Spanish music too. Yeah. And it's all like kind of electronic-y. Yeah. Or rap. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that fits, though, like, at least with some of the European culture, because, like, yeah. the raves and the clubs are so big. Like, you'd listen to, like, electronic dance music yeah. there. Right. Like, maybe not so much hip-hop and rap, but, like, definitely electronic music. Yeah. But it's interesting, like, because I was trying to see what songs of ours, too, that I knew mm -hmm. were popular there, and it's like, Post Malone and Sean Mendez. Was yeah, up there. Sean Mendez. But also some of that too, I'm wondering, like, especially the Sean Mendez uh Camila Cabello song, like Senorita, it's like 
that, I mean, senorita is a Spanish word. So I wonder if like songs that we have that like incorporate mm-hmm. Spanish are more popular there too. Yeah. Cause like, it was so funny. So while I was in Rome, we went to um, this square called Piazza Navona and it's like just this really popular, beautiful, big square. And there's like a bunch of restaurants and like fountains and stuff. And there was this band like playing on the street and they were playing a bunch of songs I didn't know, but we like stood by and watched. They were really great. And they started playing Despacito. And I swear to you, the ladies next to me who were, had been speaking Spanish started singing it. The like German people on the other side of me started singing it. The Italians were all singing it. And I'm like, we're Americans and we're singing it. And I was like, this is the song that like transcends all the countries. I, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, but it's like, I don't know what it is about a song like that that is so universally loved by everyone. You know what well, I mean? And I think we probably chatted about this on another episode, but it's just interesting to me too how that Despacito was already like a big number one hit in Latin America. Yeah. But then when like Bieber remixed it, it like almost took like new wings right. and became like super global. And I think it was like played in clubs. And that's what Bieber like supposedly that's how he discovered it. He was like oh. traveling, went to a nightclub and like called his manager and was like, hey, I would love to sing on this. Like people are going wild everywhere. And yeah. I hear this song everywhere. So then Scooter can make it happen and put his vocals on it and they re-released it. And like, I would be curious to see the comparison as to like how popular it was. Like, I mean, I hadn't heard it in the U.S. until Bieber released his Same, version. Yeah, but like how popular it was globally before and after with right. like Bieber vocals. That's true. Well, and it makes me think of too. Like last night we were at Five Spot and we met some people from England that were traveling here, and I was asking them. They were here to go to Pilgrimage Festival, and. I was asking one of them, like, do people in England listen to a lot of country? Because we have a lot of people who come here from, like, Australia and New Zealand who love Americana music. And it's so weird that, like, they will travel this far to come listen to this music because they just don't have the same access to it there. So I was wondering, like, is that the same case with country in England or whatever? And he was like, no, not really. Because people only like what they're able to be exposed to. And I was like, that's actually a good point. And so I wonder with Despacito, it's like people like it because they know it. Like a band starts playing a song that you know, and even if you hate the song, you're going to be singing along and having a good time. But it's like, clearly that's like, because it's accessible to all these people, it's like universal. But it's like what got it popular enough to like be played about. I was going to say, but it's also catchy. Like it's not like it's a bad song that's universal. It's super catchy. Yeah, it's all right. It's oh, not the catchiest it's, song in the world, I don't think. I think it's super catchy. Like, it's pretty catchy, but it's like, that's yeah. the one, you know? It's kind of weird. I'm not going to lie. I like got emotional when they started playing it and everyone was singing it. Like, who was like, <laughs> you started crying to Despacito? Yeah. And I was like, I am getting emotional Like a very to sexual song. This is embarrassing. Crying. No, for real. <laughs> I was just like the power of music, you know? <laughs> Despacito bringing out the power of music. <laughs> I mean- that's what I'm saying though. It's like, it's crazy that that's the song yeah. that people connected with, but it's very interesting. Had, did you notice within your travels, within your travels really anywhere, like American music that people listen to a lot in other places? Some, but I'm going to be honest with you. Like, so 
I, I did the whole thing with the charts, but I didn't hear music as much because it was super quiet in the places that we stayed. Okay. So there weren't, it wasn't like restaurants or whatever were blasting music, anything yeah. like that. And then we didn't really go out. Like we went to restaurants, but it was like, there wasn't, there was like background music. Yeah. Like Just, they don't really yeah. play music in restaurants. And then it there. was unfair because it was a wedding, an American wedding. So like Bone Thugs and Harmony, <laughs> like, you know, John you know, Rule. the classic wedding yeah. songs like Bone Thugs the and hits Harmony. hits came out. Uh, even though Journey was banned from oh. the wedding playlist. Yep. Yeah. They, That's there was good. no Don't Stop Believing ever played. You have to have a list of ones that you will yeah. not allow. Yeah. Um, that's just so, I mean, I feel like I didn't get like a very good view of what people were listening to. And the only, the only like global consumption, I guess that I'm really astounded by is like the artists that tour over there, like, like the Ed Sheeran's and the Shawn Mendes that have like those international European tours. And then they post the photos after and it's like, sold out 200,000 people or like sold out like 90,000 people in these crazy massive yeah. stadiums. Well, and I'm like, that's insane. It is insane. And it's crazy that like, there are a lot of countries obviously that like where people, it's it's generally, what? I couldn't get that one. It's generally known that like people speak English in a lot of European countries. Like mm-hmm. in Italy, almost everyone spoke English, not as their first language, obviously, but like they spoke, they spoke right. it and they knew yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like there are a lot of countries those people travel to where like people don't speak English and they have no idea what they're even singing along to, but they just like it so much right. that that they're into it. They're, they're gonna do they're it. paying tickets yeah. paying for tickets to go see Ed Sheeran to sing songs they don't even know what they mean. Right. It's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, I would agree with that, maybe with like some of the exceptions, right? Like your typical exceptions, like the Louis Capaldi's and yeah. like Adele and Amy Winehouse, but like it, I think it also, right, depends on the market, like on how they're consuming. Yeah. Right? Like the big ones are like India and China right now and like how streaming works in those countries and like who brings it to the market, like Spotify through Tencent Music and vice versa. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and actually getting people to stream because I think that also elevates it, right? Like it's it's universal and it may break in the U.S., but then they like consume it and the bigger markets are like actually in Europe. Yeah. For their consumption. Right. If that makes sense. It's like chicken and the egg. Right. Like and which I, comes first. Yeah. It's very interesting. It is. Something super I noticed too, um, which is like obviously not current music, but when I was in France last November, everywhere we went, they were playing Michael Jackson. Really? Everywhere. Everywhere. And it was like, clearly that's not new. It's not like the new hip thing, but it's like, that yeah. is like the American music that transcends, which obviously like Michael Jackson was a worldwide superstar, mm-hmm. but like, it's just interesting to see what works there. Yeah. And then like on the, on the other side of the coin, it's interesting always to see like what international music makes it pop, like makes it big in the U S because yeah. I feel like the big thing right now is incorporating Spanish into popular songs here and like even but like spanish music is global it like almost goes to like sports too right like the number one sporting event in the world is soccer but i feel like that's like a newer thing like i don't feel like that's always been i don't know maybe just in the u.s it's not always been i think in the u.s but like yeah the latin american market like tapping into that massive because it's just like 
global fun music. Yeah. I mean, and well, I, I think, guess if you think about the percentage of how many people speak Spanish too, it's like. Right. And, but even like dating back to like Spanish dance music, right? Like the samba and stuff like that. It's yeah. like fun music. Right. You know? Yeah. But it's like, I, I was watching, um, I can't remember whose episode it was, but an episode of Songland and Ryan Tedder, the song that he was working on, he was like, I really want to make this like a Spanish dance song. And so it was like an English song and he was like, let's make it Spanish. Cause he knew that that is like what's hot and cool right now. Yeah. And it's like, that was like a moment for me where I was like, oh, people are specifically incorporating Spanish into songs because it's like the hot thing right now. Right. Which is cool. It's like, we need to branch out. Like we, as Americans, we don't listen to music that comes from other countries the way that everyone else listens to our American music. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not because good music isn't being made other places. It's just, we don't really have the accessibility to and it's like almost to your point right it's like what's top of mind because you have yeah. so much to like you know metaphorically eat from in terms of like streaming so like you're gonna you're gonna go to what's in front of your face right. based on what you listen to yeah. even though you can access like french music and italian music and yeah. german music you know what i mean yeah and even spanish music but it's like it depends what you're listening to. And even I would argue on the Spanish music side of things, it's like Bieber singing Spanish. It's Shawn Mendes totally. singing Spanish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or it's like, it has to be an American artist with a Spanish feature right. for it to be. And like, yeah. let's not forget Enrique Iglesias. What a bay. <laughs> what a bay, but also Spanish. Yeah. You know? But his songs were never fully Spanish. It was like, yeah. By Lamos, but then it's like half the song is in English. You know and, what I mean? And J-Lo, girl yeah. J-Lo. Yeah. You know, Jenny from the block. Yeah. It's just interesting. I just feel like we need to be more cultured. And like, I'm trying to learn songs in other languages. I think it's cool. <laughs> it helps me learn more words, you know? Yeah, totally. But that's how you it. learn your ABCs. Totally. Well, so while I was trolling the uh, Italy top 50 charts, I found this Italian banger. It is so good. It's by this guy named Mahmood. Ooh. And the song is called Soldi which apparently means money and it's a, it's a bop. And like, I swear if we were open-minded enough as a culture, like it would have been a banger here, but like we we're not, we're not close-minded. <laughs> we just ain't. Yeah. It's a great song. Highly recommend. You should listen to it. Check it out. I mean, I will. Yeah. It's great. All right. It's time for the lightning round. Justine, what Wait. is your favorite song that features another language other than English. I was going to ask you <laughs> the exact same question. So Ooh. it's coming right back at you. Um, recently or like of all time? I think like of all time or you could do recently. That Sorry, hang on. That features another language? Yeah. I mean- It doesn't have to be entirely in that other language. I loved some of Ricky Martin's stuff. All right. I mean, but I also loved J-Lo. And most recently, I still like, think Despacito slaps <laughs> like, I do I, I mean, listen to it like it's on my running playlist and I listen to it very frequently all right like and it just I love it that's fair okay I mean I obviously don't disagree I mean I know I was like talking smack but like I cried yeah. to Despacito right. in Italy, so like I, okay. I'm no innocent part of here so this question since it was also mine is coming right back yeah. at you what about you well currently it would be soldy by my mood but also, oh, you're so cool. <laughs> like so cultured. Um, also, there's a lot of like actually Celine Dion songs that are really great. 
Um, I knew. So she also released new songs, and oh. I was like, I knew, yeah, knew you were gonna say that. How did you know? I didn't even know. I did. I was like, <laughs> I bet it's gonna be like Celine. No, she has this song called "Porque Tu Me Encore," which means like for you to love me again or something. And we, I took French in high school, and my teacher like printed out the lyrics, and we would like listen to it and try to follow along, to, like see what she was saying. Yeah. So I've always loved that. Well, one she's too. also French Canadian, right? So yeah. that helps. And she like her. I mean. Yeah. Her voice is iconic. She can sing anything. I really don't care. She yeah, can just she, make like gibberish nonsense. And I'd be like, I'd this be is like, the most beautiful yes. thing ever. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but speaking of her, just like side note, one of the songs she just released was co-written by Love. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Which one is it? Uh, It's called Insecurities, maybe? Is Starts that the with first an eye. one? Yeah. Off of, yeah, I really yeah. liked it. So good. It's about, yeah. well, well, and I, I'm a freak now and I um, always go down to like on Spotify, you can look at the song credits now. Yeah, I do too. And I they always have look everything. at who wrote every song. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, I need to know. And I saw, I re- I didn't even know what his real name was, but I recently for some reason found out that his name was Ari Leff. And so when I was looking at like the uh, co-writers, I was like, wait, who is this? Is this him? Is yeah. This it? So weird. That is very strange. Okay. This is like sort of a non-musical question, more of a travels question, but oh no, 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 no. Is this gonna be the same one I'm gonna ask you? Okay, if it is, it's fine. Um, what was your favorite memory from your trip to Italy? Ooh. Like your favorite moment? Honestly, it's a non-cultured answer. That's fine. But since it was a wedding, it was just like hearing like, you know, Gangsters Paradise and Bone Thugs and <laughs> Harmony. In a cave in Italy with everyone dancing. Oh, like, that's like a non... You never forget that memory. No, that I will never iconic. ever forget that. But I guess like I will answer in like a cultured way. Like one of the coolest things was hiking in Cinque Terre. And like you're just up on the hillside going from village to village. Like that is awesome. With like beautiful vistas all around. It was that's hot. Streamy. It was like 110 degrees. But you know but everything's so beautiful you're like not even paying attention you're like, yeah you're not paying fine. attention to the fact that you're soaking wet from sweat yeah but it's Sweating fine. out those toxins that you drank while you were singing bone thugs in harmony okay cool yeah <laughs> totally um all right mine is what are your two favorite songs well w- one song from each off of lovers Ooh, great question oh, wow the banger <laughs> well this is really hard because honestly, <laughs> I just sent Lauren for a tailspin. Everyone, uh, yeah, like my brain you should just see exploded. her face. Seriously, um, the thing is, <laughs> I have two like I have two favorites from Taylor's, and I honestly don't know which one is more my favorite. But I think I think I'm gonna have to say False God. Wow, I know. Okay, and I I think that I'm in the minority on that, and I'm okay, okay with that. I just think that it's really good. It's just because you're so indie and cool listening uh, to yeah. like international artists <laughs> that you have to pick, pick the deep cut from I, her album. It's just the one that, I, it's the one that I play on repeat all the time. Mm. I also play on repeat uh, Cruel Summer. Yeah, but I like that one. For different reasons. Like like False God is more chill. Cruel Summer is like the bop that you can't stop singing and then it's stuck in your head for four days. Um, And then my favorite one on Noah Gunderson's Lover is also really hard, but I think think I'm going to have to go with Lose You. Ooh, okay. It's so good. All right. Ugh, it's a banger. Cool. A banger. Well, it's not a banger. It's a sad banger, but that's my favorite kind. <laughs> it's a so. banger to Lauren. <laughs> um, okay, my last question. Dream scenario. If you could see any artist in any country, who would it be and where? 
I think I'm going to go with Ed Sheeran at Wimbledon Stadium. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Is that like his homeland? No. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. But, but it would just like, do it. That's like the home stadium he wants to play. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to see that. Just like everyone pulsing and it's like an iconic venue. Yeah. So, that sounds yeah. magical. Okay, I, I, I kind of want to hear yours. Can you answer that one and then I'll hit you back? Ooh. I mean, I didn't really think about like my own answer to that, but. <laughs> um, Did I just stump you on your own question? Well, you're just going to roll your eyes at my answer, but like Celine. I would. No, I mean, sure. I would love to see her, but I would kind of like to see like somebody who's really big here. Who's not necessarily big, like over in Europe at like a cool small venue where like you can actually see someone in an intimate show. Cause like, they're not as big there, you know? Yeah. Or like, Oh, I, can I re-answer that? Yeah. Okay. I want to see Damien Rice. Yeah, at one of those little small intimate venues that he plays in like good. Ireland and like good. Scotland. You know how he does those like he does those I I don't know what you call them. I guess they're tours, but they're like sells out in 2 seconds and it's like super small room and everyone just cries. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see that too. That would be cool. I mean, it's just on my bucket list in general to go see like an amazing concert in another country because yeah. out of my travels like I've never been to a show anywhere other than the U.S. and so I think that would just be cool to experience and like see what it's like yeah there you that's know because like I've been to some cool venues in the U.S. like you know there's great ones but I feel like I'm sure it would be a different experience totally elsewhere, elsewhere. yeah yeah okay so my last question is a travel question as Love well it. um what country or place I guess in that country is top of the list next for you because you've had a big travel year like I have i've been a lot of places i'm tired La like <laughs> lauren's been jet setting like this is why I've the music trying. buzz has been on hiatus yeah lauren's just been traveling so have you i mean i went one place once i mean whatever i mean next on the list there's kind of two places there's one international and one in the u.s okay. my next u.s spot i think has to be portland Maine or um, Oregon? Oregon. Okay. I've actually been to Portland, Maine. It was really beautiful. Okay. Portland, Oregon. I have some friends that moved there several years ago, and I've still never been to visit them. So, so that's I want to go check it out. It's also a cool, like, foodie town, and it's, like, beautiful, and, you know, want to see that. And I've never been to that section of the country, so I'm interested to see it. Internationally, my next move, I feel like, is London. Yeah, London yeah. town? I think so. Are they going to Brexit or no? I don't know anything about Brexit, okay, Justine? <laughs> it's over my head. I've tried to read some articles, and I just, I'm sorry. I ain't getting it. <laughs> I'm so keeping it real right London, now. it's London, but DVD on that Brexit. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. I got it. Wait, what is your next travel destination? Are you coming to London with me? Yeah, London. Okay, I do London. Um... I don't know. I mean, I just want to go everywhere. Me too. That's a problem. I really, I feel like top of mind next is Costa Rica. Ooh. Like I'm trying right. to chill in a rainforest yeah, with no cell service. Yeah, yeah. And like get my surfboard out. That's like 10 feet long oh, yeah. and foam board. Totally and like totally surf. <laughs> but it's like so big that everyone can stand up on it. Love that. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
It's like, it's what they give the tourists to make them feel like they actually like, serve. Yeah, you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, a It's house. like training wheels. <laughs> yeah. It's a house on the water. <laughs> How could you not stand up? Yeah. I mean, you know what? That's, that's the kind of support we all need in our right. lives. So. Yeah. All right. Well. Stay buzzed. Oh, wait, real quick. It's fall. So get yourself some pumpkin ale. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We forgot to tell you that today <laughs> we're buzzing on some Blackstone Brewing Company, which is a local Nashville brewery, pumpkin ale, because we're getting in that fall mood, y'all. Even though it's 100 outside, we're yeah. still you buying know the pumpkin stuff. We're, we're mentally getting ready because you know what? If, if I have to force fall to come here, I will force it to come here. I am tired of being hot. Yeah, me and too. And that's just all I'm going to say. <laughs> Stay buzzed, kids. Stay buzzed. We love you. See you next month. Bye. Ooh.